Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad you are here to join with me today because it is a beautiful day. As I sit out on the deck, there isn't any dew on the chairs. Uh, let me put my glasses back on because everything is plenty blurry without them, and I've been listening to the cows mooing at the neighbor's farm and just looking out over the uh, the hay fields, they have a lot of pretty wildflowers coming up. There's, uh, it looks like a little bit of like a black-eyed Susan out there, but a lot of the um, white, broad flowering uh, plants, um, I always call them wild carrot. I'm not sure. Some, I think, may call them wild parsnip, but there's a lot of those up in the field. There's a lot of the uh, uh, pink clover uh, that is coming up and I look over at the pond and it's nice and peaceful and I look and I say, I've got to get rid of a lot of these cattails this summer because they are taking over, they have taken over half the shoreline of the pond. But it's just a nice, relaxing morning. It is uh, Friday, the 3rd of July. And so it is a federal holiday, and I enjoyed uh, being lazy. It is, what time is it? 20 after 7, and I'm finally recording this. Uh, woke up at my usual, <laughs> somewhere around 5 o'clock time, but just now, got out of bed, got my coffee. The cat who's been out all night finally came traipsing in. This is Monroe, and he just... He likes being out at night, and then he just sleeps like a lazy cat all day, curled up in a ball on our bed or on a stack of clothes that's been freshly laundered anywhere he wants. But then he sleeps all day and then wants to go out all night. You'd think he was a college student or a teenager. <laughs> oh, but it's a good day. If you have the day off, I hope you enjoy it. If you are having to work or on your way to work. Thank you for doing so. Uh, we got to keep the economy going. You got to keep your family going. Uh, we have to do those things and uh, it's good. But uh, tomorrow is the, uh, the official day, 4th of July, Independence Day. Uh-oh, I think somebody heard me. It's one of our goats. It's Odin. <laughs> He's about, I don't know, 100 feet from me, and uh, he could hear me, and he started talking. <laughs> but anyway, today is the 3rd of July, and I was thinking, I wonder what took place on the 3rd of July back at the time of the signing of uh, the Declaration of Independence, you know, the, the founding of our nation, when we declared that we were going to self-rule, self-govern from the, uh, the King of England. And uh, so I looked it up, and I found an interesting article in the Los Angeles Times from 2017. And it's by Joseph J. Ellis. I have no idea who he is, but he is apparently... Uh, oh, this was under the opinion page. So sometimes you'll have guest people that write opinion pieces. Um, but it, it's, it's an interesting article, and it's titled, 
we celebrate Independence Day on the wrong date for the right reasons. And uh, let me read this to you because I did not know this part of history. On July 3rd, 1776, John Adams wrote two letters to his beloved Abigail, exuberantly reporting that history had been made. One day earlier, the Continental Congress had voted to declare American independence from the British Empire. Henceforth, Adams predicted that July 2nd, would be celebrated by every generation with parades, speeches, songs, and what he called illuminations. He got everything right, even the fireworks, but he got the date wrong. Or perhaps we get the date wrong. The widespread assumption is that the 4th of July is the day the Declaration of Independence was signed. The actual moment the founders pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to the great question of independence. The popular musical 1776 dramatically depicts a signing ceremony on the 4th, and the iconic painting Declaration of Independence by John Trumbull, a version of which hangs in the Capitol Rotunda in Washington, is often captioned July 4th, 1776. But neither the musical nor the caption is historically correct. Trumbull's picture depicts the moment on June 28th when the committee that drafted the declaration presented its work to John Hancock, the chair of the Continental Congress. The play signing ceremony is theatrically compelling, but it never happened. Adam's choice July 2nd makes more sense. That was the day independence was officially decided. There was no single moment when all the delegates signed the document. Most put pen to parchment on August 4th. It had taken some time for the final draft to be engrossed, formally hand-copied. Some signatures were added as late as November So why do we celebrate the 4th? Because that is the day the declaration was sent to the printer, who then put that date at the top of the document, copies of which were distributed throughout the colonies and beyond. It became the date that readers then and Americans ever since recognized as the anniversary of American independence even though nothing of historical significance actually occurred on that day. By all rights, uh, Adam's choice of July 2nd makes more sense. That was the day independence was officially decided and declared. A resolution was passed, John told Abigail, without one dissenting colony that these United colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. The revolutionary lightning struck at that moment, and the publication of the Declaration of Independence two days later was merely the thunderous aftermath, the sound following the fury. The next year, however, the Continental Congress decided to take a commemorative day off on the 4th. 
Over the next decade, cities, towns, and states also marked that date. And once established, it gradually achieved a kind of historical significance of its own that seemed to confirm the wisdom of the choice. On July 4, 1803, word arrived from Paris that the Louisiana Purchase had been signed by Napoleon, an event of enormous significance rendered almost providential because of the chrono uh, chronological coincidence. On July 4, 1863, General Robert E. Lee's army began its retreat from Gettysburg, which newspapers in the northern states reported as a sign from the heavens that the Confederate cause was now lost. The most providential event of all, however, occurred on July 4, 1826, for on that day both John Adams and Thomas Jefferson went to the hereafter. Adams' last words were, Thomas Jefferson still lives, although Jefferson had died a few hours earlier. Jefferson's last words muttered the preceding evening were, Is it the fourth? Both founders seemed determined to die on schedule, thereby endorsing July 4th as the sanctioned anniversary for American independence. Even if the date had been wrong for 50 years, it has been right ever since. That's pretty neat. That is a pretty neat um, little article there. So here we are on the 3rd, remembering what was signed on the 2nd and what was published on the, uh, on the 4th. And the important thing is that we created and God blessed a new nation that has had a pivotal role in the world ever since. There has been many times when we were asked by the world and individuals were asked by their government to do extraordinary things. And it has been an amazing time of the past hundred, two hundred and, oh, I can't do math this early in the morning. <laughs> About 40 years, somewhere in that time frame, 35 years. Um, and right now we're in a challenging time in our own nation. You know, the uh, history is very important. And there's good and there's bad because there's no perfect nation. There's no perfect people. And what may have been a flaw in one point in time in a person's life should not be the permanent blemish that overshadows everything else in their life. And unfortunately, that's 
kind of what's been taking place. And there is an old biblical saying, you know, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. And in that account, when Jesus said that, everybody that was accusing left. And uh, there's a place for idealism, but it needs to be harnessed with reality. Each and every one of us can easily look back on things we wish we would have done differently. And sometimes there's simply things that not per se done differently, we may not have had any other choice. It's not always good versus bad or let's have a win-win situation. Sometimes you have to make a tough choice between two bad decisions. There is a... uh, a movie that I enjoy watching, and that is called The Help. And it was fr- taken from, uh, what was it, um, 1962. No, 63. That's when Kennedy was shot. 1963. And it's, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you ought to watch it. It uh, takes place in Jackson, Tennessee, as during... Uh, the time uh, before the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement was just just happening, but there was a tremendous pushback at that time. And one of the lead characters in the movie, her, her she's known as Skeeter, and she is being very bold and very courageous along with uh, other black women who um, are very much taken advantage of and exploited in that culture in that time. And her mother um, had done uh, a bad thing under peer pressure. And had worked to try to justify it in her mind. She succumbed. We all do. And Skeeter's upset with her mom about that. But then there is an opportunity where she stood up to, in essence, her daughter's bully, adult bully. And in a (laughs) lovely Southern way, um, put this other gal in her place. And then she gives a compliment to her daughter. And that is, she said, perhaps, I think it was, perhaps courage skips a generation. Meaning she didn't have the courage during a particular time period that she was regretting. But her daughter had it. And There are many historical figures that are very important to this nation that are being condemned with an attempt to erase them. And it's wrong. 
not saying with our eyes what they did was right, but we do have to go into the eyes of the time and the place because there will come a time in the future where people who are doing the condemning at this point in time may have history look on them with the same condemnation, with a wish to erase them. See, we can, par- we can cherry pick a lot. We can cherry pick only the good. We can cherry pick only the bad. But cherry picking isn't the right thing. It's putting things in their proper and fair context. Putting things in their proper and fair context. These men and women who were involved in a revolution that established what is arguably one of the greatest nations ever to be on the planet, they were not perfect, but they rose to a call in a time. And to say because of this or that, they need to be removed is wrong. There is a time and a place, and sometimes things may be placed for one reason and continued for another. And that's an important thing. We don't erase history. We don't destroy history. We remember, we learn from, and we treat it in its proper context. So those are the thoughts I want to leave with you today. As we enter into the 4th of July weekend and we celebrate whichever it was more of a season, really, of independence than a specific date. But as we celebrate this important time, and uh, that's what we plan on doing, is celebrating this important time. All right, everybody, that's it for today. You have a great, fantastic weekend, and we will catch you on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.